All right, well, um, welcome to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides. I am your host, Bobby Benavides, and um, this is the deal. Stomach bugs, man. My kids have it, and it's been wicked, and so it's really delayed my week. And so today, you get to listen to a repeat episode, because I am dealing with a kid right now. He's probably even, you can probably hear him yelling that, hey, I need to get my bottom wiped. Wiping bottoms and cleaning up throw up and dealing with kids walking holding their bellies looking at you going like why can't you fix this and all you can say is because i i i can't and and then you tell them that you don't get it because um you know like i i never i never get the stomach bug really um it's primarily because i feel like it's my stomach is coated in mcribs and uh McFlurries, and um, we're coming into the season of Shamrock Shakes, and there you go. That's it. So Shamrock Shakes make, make the world go around and make your belly coated where you don't get the stomach flu. Just to kind of give you a little health tip. That's health tips from Bobby right there. Get get really unhealthy in your gut, and you won't have the stomach bug, but you'll have high cholesterol and heart problems. So I don't know. That's medical advice. Alright, so with that, um, here's the um, little repeat episode of the interview I had um, with Stephen Rogers. Bye. All right, well, welcome to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides. I am your host, Bobby Benavides, and I am so excited to have you on listening to this episode today. Um, I am interviewing, or I have a great conversation, I guess it's an interview, conversation with one of my favorite comics uh, right now, uh, Stephen Rogers. This dude is so funny. He has a special on um, YouTube, Stephen Rogers, uh, before he was super um the it's a it's a great 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 special uh you can actually get the album on itunes and all that stuff too um he was named uh pace top 12 best comedy or his album was the best top 12 best comedy albums of 2022 uh he is honestly great a great comic he's been on um let's see he's on Colbert. He's been on uh, James Corden. He's been he's done dry bar comedy. He has a dry bar comedy special. He, he has some. Just check him out. All right. But this conversation, I was I was kind of like a I was a little bit of a fanboy. Not gonna lie. Um, the dude is someone I've been watching because, uh, as most comics do, um, or probably should, especially up and coming ones. Um, I like to watch specials i like to watch what the comedy other comedians are doing um especially the ones that are having specials and 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 making moves and doing some great things and this guy is doing it and so and he has he's clean and he does great delivery and so as a clean comic myself trying to watch as many clean comedians out there but then just learning how to deliver solid jokes and, and he does it and um He's also engaged to a very funny uh, comedian um, as well, uh, Caitlin Palufo, who I've seen open for Fortune Feimster twice, uh, and 
she's super hilarious. So it, I can just, I mean, it's just, it's just really cool to have this conversation. I'm excited for you to hear it. Uh, so without further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Stephen Rogers. All right. Hey, Stephen, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's fun to be on. Um, it's fun to have you on, uh, you know, the, my, the podcast, you know, it's just really all about taking up your time and I'm Bobby Benavides. So of course I'm just going to take up people's time. So I'm taking up your time this morning, uh, to, to talk about comedy. So I'm glad that I'm glad you're able to spare some minutes to, to do that with me this morning. The amount of times I, uh, take time to talk about comedy this is uh you're giving me an excuse really it's perfect (laughs) well good good so um so yeah so you are in so are you you live in new york correct yeah i live in queens new york yeah queens new york and you know you're doing comedy clubs all the time up there but then Mm -hmm. you know you've been you've been opening for people like nate bargetsy for uh, taylor tomlinson you've been on uh, the Stephen colbert show you've been you've, you've been all around doing all, all these great things with your with your act and that's and that's fantastic um and you just recently well recently being 2022 mm-hmm. released your your special um let's talk about that so um sure. the name of share, share the name of your special why you named it that and then the, and, i mean i think it'll be obvious once you say it but it'll be, let's go for it uh it's called before he was super uh and uh it's on uh youtube um it's called uh that because my name is steven rogers and uh it's the same name as captain america and uh i look like he did before he was super is uh is one of the main uh one of the first bits i tell on on the special i also like the self-deprecating joke of uh saying i'm not good yet like uh this is the first uh recording i'm making i'm not good yet so bear with me and uh, i'm pretty sure my cat opened my door uh but yeah, yeah uh yeah awesome yeah i saw the door open behind you i was like this guy's got ghosts this is awesome <laughs> yeah it's like having ghosts except uh they <laughs> can uh tear up your furniture yeah yeah our cats do the same thing my cat yeah I, i've talked about my cat on this podcast we have a cat that like we adopted and um he was adopted his his previous owner was a blind older gentleman mm-hmm. and apparently the the wife got tired of dealing with this cat and so just basically just took the cat away from him so the i, I don't even know if the, the guy even knows the cat's gone honestly <laughs> um, but, but like we got the cat and the cat's like so needy will wake up wake me up at two o'clock in the morning like pawing at my head, asking me for stuff, and and I'm the only one he wakes up. My wife sleeps fine. All the other kids, oh are yeah, it comes to me. It's like it's great. So yeah, anyway. I'm I'm the uh, I'm morning guy uh, at our place, and uh, there, there's, <laughs> she just did it again. She's yeah, it's killing awesome. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. So okay, so you um you got your you got your special. Yeah. I filmed it at the uh, National Comedy Center in uh, in Jamestown, New York. So it's a reconstruction of the the famous club from I Love Lucy, and uh, so. Uh, but that's the one of the first rooms where I, like something uh, of significance happened to me, where I, I hold the place special. And I remember hearing Anthony DeVito say. Um, that you should record your okay. first album in a place that means something to you. And 
that uh, venue is the same place that the Colbert Booker saw me in. And uh, it's the same room I met Brian Regan, who I work with quite a bit and am now friend, very friendly with. Uh, so I was like, well, this is a place that uh, means something to me, so I'm going to record it here. So that's that's where we did it. And then, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it, it was, yeah, it was a good spot. I'm glad I did it there. That's cool. Yeah, and um, if in audience, if you're listening, if you haven't watched the special, it's on YouTube. It's really awesome. The link will be in the show notes because uh, you need to go check him out because he's hilarious. I, I loved it. Thank you. Um, I think I've watched it at least four, four times, five, five times. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so I, I'll just be, I'll just be on. You become, you become one of the uh, comedians that, that I study, just how you deliver. Because like, because you and I have a very similar uh, style of of um, of of how we. I guess deliver, I guess, in a sense, um, tell, tell jokes. So like, it's kind of fun to watch you and, um, several others that I watched to kind of like learn from to kind of, yeah, I don't steal your jokes. Obviously. No, I, but, I, but, I, <laughs> I study specials all the time. I've never heard anyone <laughs> studying me, uh, so that I'm honored. I appreciate Well, there you go. I, I've, uh, I've, yeah, I find, I would kind of put it and, and I know, I know you like, yeah. So I know that like, because, you know, with with me, like one of the things that I'm trying to do again is like introduce people to comedians. I mean, obviously, people know who you are, but at the same time, you know, there's I think there's, there's some who be like, oh, I, I, like my wife was like, you're interviewing who? And I was like, yeah, Stephen no, Anderson. that's I was like, about oh. right. She's like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. accurate. So um, I was also now I know where those five views came from. So that's good. <laughs> well, there you go. That's me, man. It's a, <laughs> I, I'm glad I can I can help I can help your algorithm a little bit. That's, that's right. Um. So let's talk about your your journey into stand up. Then when did when did you start doing stand up comedy? Uh, in 2013, uh, I just hit 11 years this past week. Um, nice. and uh, I started in Syracuse, New York. Uh, I always wanted to do it, but I uh, didn't know how. And then a club opened in Syracuse that uh, at the mall. Uh, it was Syracuse Funny Bone. It's still there, and. Uh, Started uh, working my way into that. Did like occasionally did open mics. Syracuse is a very small scene. It's even smaller since I've moved, and uh, so you could only get up once a week if you weren't doing the club. So immediately, I was learning that you have to get up more than once a week. So I would have to drive to Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, Binghamton, and I would try to get up every night if I could. And did that for about four years of of living in Syracuse doing stand-up. But I was able to get on the road a little early because that was your only option if you wanted to get on stage. So I would uh, was able to start hosting at other clubs and then eventually featuring in other rooms. And then I met Brian at Lucy Fest in that Tropicana room. That's what it is. It's the Tropicana room. Uh, and, uh, started opening for him and then that helped me save up for New York and I moved to New York and then New York is when I realized how much you really should be getting up. So once I moved to New York, I was like, oh, this is a whole nother level. This is how much you should be getting on stage. So let, let's talk about that. Cause I think that there's some people who don't understand stage time right like sure. the importance of it so 
Because because I'm in West Virginia, okay, so mm. the booming capital of co- comedy, uh, West Virginia. Um, no. That's what I learned uh, growing up. <laughs> so, you either moved to New York or West Virginia. I left. I moved here from Southern California in uh, 2003. Okay, and um, and this is before I decided to go into comedy or even try try to attempt it. Um, it had always been a dream of mine from like middle school, and then sure. I had a friend of mine in 2017 asked me to jump on, jump on, and do an opening bit for him. And uh, he's like, "Just put up or shut up, man. If you want to do stand up, try it." And I did it, and yeah. people liked it. So then I was like, "Well, I'll keep going." Um, but in New York, of all, uh, like, let's talk about that, right? Because you're standing, you're standing in lines, right? You're waiting for, you're waiting for time. Um, even probably even competing for time, but with like some some other major comedians right i mean like as they come in to do to do stuff like so so what does that look like for you uh it like um i'll get up uh i try to get up at least once a night and uh it's you know it depends so sometimes you know you i have a fear of being lazy um and uh and i'm learn i'm just starting to learn now that rest is allowed and you should be resting so yesterday i came home from the road and you'll you know this that every part of you your body is like you have to get up tonight and i have but the rest of me is like i have nothing in me i have to rest so i am someone that's like you should get up as much as possible and uh, you should always be writing. But I'm also learning. I, I heard on a podcast recently, I've become a big Rick Rubin guy. I love Rick Rubin. He's a big creative yeah. uh, genius and a lot of good interviews. He was interviewing Jack Johnson, the musician. And and when Jack Johnson would beat himself up on not uh, writing, he would he realized that being an artist is is like breathing you have to inhale and exhale so you can't be constantly exhaling you can't just be always up there because you're going to run out of stuff so you you do have to experience life and, and inhale life uh that being said i will try to get up multiple times tonight i if i don't <laughs> have if i don't have club spots I'm fortunate I do get them. Uh, if I don't have club spots, I still do mics because I know people that uh, I know comedians that are like, no, I've reached this level where I don't need to new- do mics anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, I I think it's very I understand why they don't want to do them because they're brutal. <laughs> they're uh, you're just performing in front of comics that are waiting their turn. But I do think there's value to every opportunity. Every form of stage time has value. And uh, so I, I I will probably go on and do a mic tonight. I got to spots the rest of the week. And then I go on the road this weekend. So it's like, just know, I also believe in having some sort of idea of what you're going to do. I, 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 uh, I love my fellow comedians, but when, People go up and go, what do I want to talk about? I'm like, you didn't, you didn't, (laughs) you didn't think about that once before you went up there. Yeah. So I, there's tons of stage time, but it's still like you approaching the stage time, uh, with intention 
is is definitely important. I think I when I moved here, I would just get up all the time with no with I would just tell the same jokes and maybe not change them at all. And it's like, well, that's not that's not exactly helping. You know, it's it's getting up there, recording, listening, fixing, and just constantly doing that. And it's uh, uh, I was listening to my headline set from this weekend before i got on here and i was like i can't wait for this podcast because this is brutal (laughs) you know (laughs) but it is helpful to uh so i i'm very grateful to live in new york where i i can constantly uh fix and grow and i love uh i love chasing growth in stand-up just yeah. trying to be the best comedian we can be. And I think if you chase that alone, uh, that is happiness. Whereas we all want to chase winning the funniest blah, blah, blah in blah, blah, blah town. You know, we're all chasing the little uh, asterisks next to our, our name. And I think that's when we hurt ourselves the most. You know, oh, I that person won or that person got that thing I wanted. And it's like, well, if you just chase being the best comic, I think the other stuff, uh, you know, presents itself, but it's like, if at the end of the day, if you like your own act, that's pretty, that's a pretty great, uh, uh, end result. So I, I'm, yeah. New York has, has taught me that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, you know, in obviously in West Virginia, we have very few and far between mics. Uh, sure. so it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, and where I'm at, I have to travel at least two hours to get to my closest mic, right? And um, right, and that's and so I actually had the um, opportunity to uh, feature for. I'm not sure if you know who Adam Adam Minnick. Um, he did a no, uh, I don't. He, he did a dry bar special um, a, a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. and he asked me to come feature for him down in Bowling Green, and I was like, nice, yeah, I'll take it, you know, because it's like, man, I mean, it's it's an, a great opportunity, you know, like you just said, like any opportunity you can to get on mics and do it. It's great. You know, like, I mean, and, and sometimes you have to, you have to make your own stuff happen. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. I think what we're seeing now with comics is like, they're a lot of them are trying to make their own stuff happen. You know, they're recording their, their, they're paying to have their own special recorded. And then YouTube has made it where you can put it on. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. what I did. That's what I did with my special in 2021. And, you know, and, and it's like, you're, it's like, you're, you have to just kind of make your own road. I think at, at sometimes, you know, and, and, but you have to be putting in the work and putting the effort in. Right. And I, and I love what you said. Like it's, it's all, it's all important. Like every stage time is, is an opportunity to really grow and to be, become the best comic that you can be. And that's, that's a real important thing. Yes. It's, uh, I mean, that's, I, I sort of, uh, miss, uh, like zoom mics and all that, and that stuff, because like it was a perfect, it was perfect evidence that comics will do whatever they can to get up and uh, make people laugh and, and get, get better. My buddy, Kenny Garcia, yeah. he has a mantra that uh, once most comics here that we steal on it's uh, have the goal is to have fun and get better. That should be the only two options, like the only two goals when you, when you approach stand up. Yes, you know, you want to submit to this, you want to audition for this, but it it's like even at that audition that should be your only two goals. And yeah. 
So it's, uh, but it's easy to lose sight of that, you know, because with everyone making specials, everyone uh, making their own things, you do see it and go, well, now I got to make a thing. And uh, I was going to record before he was super before the pandemic mm-hmm. and that hit and i'll be i'm very grateful i'm not grateful the pandemic happened but i'm grateful that two years of uh working on it more happened and uh i think uh I've, i'm just uh always worried that other people's success can influence and and speed up time you know uh what's it called timeline or deadlines yeah i i i'm recording my next one in october and uh i think that when i made that deadline that was a deadline that i i'm like well that let's shoot for that and and you know when you get closer if you it doesn't look good like if I don't feel like it's right, then I will cancel it and move it forward. But it's easy to look at other comics and, uh, and go, well, I got to make it if everybody else is making their second one or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, as, uh, my, uh, girlfriend, uh, fellow comedian, Caitlin Palufo says, uh, eyes on your own paper. <laughs> uh and i i she's a hundred percent right and i only tell other people i never tell her uh that she's right uh it's a joke <laughs> I love her very much. Um, yeah but yeah yeah well yeah let's talk about let's talk about caitlin because um super funny uh i got to see her open a couple times for um for uh, Fortune Feimster on her tour, which has been fantastic. Yeah. So you guys, like, let's talk about a relationship with another comedian. I mean, like, because you guys have to manage your schedules, you got to manage your uh, managing your relationship. You got to, yeah. I mean, like, how does that work out? I uh, maybe I'm. Uh, I worry I'm being too complacent, but I find it to be easier than people think because our schedules are the same. Uh, you know, she and I are, uh, it's just the opposite of people with day jobs. You know, we both work at night. So, uh, mm. once six o'clock comes around, one of us is probably about to leave the apartment and, you know, you're like, have a good night. I'll see you when she, I will say works later than I do because she, I'm clean. So clean comedy seems to end around like 10, 10 PM there. No one's looking for the clean, the clean comedy show at 11. Uh, so, yeah. uh, uh, she'll come back at like one and I'm like, just wake me up when you get back. And then, uh, so other than that, like we have the same hours at night and then and on the, on the road, we both leave relatively on the same days. You know, like we'll leave, we'll both leave on Thursday or sometimes I leave Wednesday and she leaves Thursday or one of us comes back Sunday, the other Monday, but it's kind of like, uh, pretty ideal, uh, cause we're out doing our favorite thing. And then when we're not, we're hanging out with our favorite person, 
in in our favorite spot which you know we're we're very i'm very grateful for our apartment as she is and we've got these two cats so it's like we're pretty great uh and then sometimes we work together um like every january we'll go down and do comedy key west which is a club in key west florida and uh, we just did it and we'll co-headline and we'll watch each other's sets and give tags and stuff but uh other than that we uh so i don't get to see her perform all the time and neither does she get to see me but uh yeah i I have no complaints now is when you you play what she said this this is when you play what she said about me and she's like it's it's hard (laughs) (laughs) it's it's rough um no I'm, i'm very grateful yeah yeah, well, she's super funny. You're super funny. So I'm sure it's just a great, great opportunity for you guys just to work stuff out and and, and just have an enjoyable, enjoyable relationship. So that's really cool. Yeah, she's, well, um, she's the one that I had to incorporate. And if any comedy couples are listening, I recommend less talk about comedy, the better. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, my parents worked in the same uh, job. <laughs> So they, some of their talk at home would be, can you believe X, Y, Z said that thing to blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that would come up, but it's like, Caitlin's very good about like, let's not just only talk about comedy. Let's talk about life. Let's go experience life. Let's try to keep comedy out of the, out of the date we're on or out of this thing that we're doing. And cause I could talk about comedy until the sun goes down. Like, it's just. That's all I can talk about, but I totally recommend that for comedy couples is to keep comedy in the clubs and, uh, and experience each other and your relationship and all that, uh, stuff. Yeah, that's good. So, um, I just want to, just because we've got about maybe five more minutes here, but I just want to, sure. I just want to, um, I mean, cause I'm like you, I could probably keep talking about all the whole comedy stuff forever, but, um, Oh Yeah. You know, but so when it comes to clean, clean comedy, right? Because you just said too, like it's you know, clean comedy is hard to you know book after ten p.m. Um, kind of how do you, how have you found that journey, especially in the in the New York scene, especially because I would think that everybody's so used to seeing people like Chappelle and and Hart and you know mm-hmm. and I mean other comics, and sometimes you see it open mics. Like I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I go to open mics, I feel like you get the newer comics that would just want to split out the most like vulgar things just to get that sure. quick shock, shock laugh. How do you found it for you? I guess in your early stages, what, what's been different for you being a cleaner comic um, compared to the others? Like, have you, have you found a, a difference in reaction, different in attitude towards you? Well, my goal is for people, even though I, you know, I'll be honest and say I am clean. I don't advertise that I am in like, like I don't blast it like this is a clean show. My goal is for people to not realize it mm-hmm. until they leave the show, which is a very high compliment for a clean comic. Cause they're like, Oh, I didn't even realize it because people hear clean and they immediately assume corny, uh, dad jokes. And yeah, some of them might be that, but <laughs> it's not, uh, 
the whole thing. Um, and I think people, when you're starting out, and I, I was dirtier when I started out. It's like shock can re- is like, well, shock equals a reaction. And my goal is to have reactions. So this must be the, the, the path to do it. And I just wanted a, it to be harder on me to, I wanted, I didn't want to take that route because it just felt not that it's easy to do dirty comedy. It just felt like what I was, what I was doing and what I was seeing was I have no punchline. So let me swear. And it's, and I wanted to avoid that, uh, crutch. So, and also I don't swear a lot in real life. So the only time I do is when I'm in pain or anger and I'm not going to be stubbing my toe up there, you know? So for clean comedy, I do think it's, uh, I always worry it. I'm less respected because I'm, I'm that way, but that's just, you know, that's just anxiety and, all that stuff. I think do the comedy that you think is funny and be the comedian you want to see. And my favorite comics were uh, like all the comedy I was exposed to was uh, late night sets. So it, it was just like hard hitting jokes that were had to be clean because they were on TV, but it didn't ha- lack edge because it, they didn't swear. They can, you can still have all those emotions and all that without saying those words but that's just my particular style I, I i'm trying to be who i am off stage on stage and i'm not very dirty off stage um uh, so yeah that's i'm just trying to be who i am so if if you're someone that swears a lot off stage i would be that person on stage being authentic is my goal there you go so i'm clean by accident <laughs> I like that. I think that's a. I think that's a great way to to look at how we do things, right? Because I want people to to know that what they're seeing on stage is the person that they're most likely going to be interacting with in real life. So it's not like a, oh man, that guy was so clean on stage, and look how like, look how he is over here. It's like no, like, exactly. Oh, this is who I am. Um, so awesome. That's a that's a great great way to to close that out, man. You're authentic. Be your authentic self, and and your your comedy definitely displays that, man. So it's a, I've um. You know, I, I'm not lying. Like I'm, 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 I've watched, I've watched it at least five times, and I'll probably go back and watch it again, just oh, because. Man. Uh, Thank you. Just because I do, I enjoy, because as a, a clean comic myself, right? I enjoy watching clean comedy and figuring out how to really deliver it to where people are are engaged. You know, um, yeah. I think the the last like the show that I did in Bowling Green, I was I was crazy nervous because I was like, I've I've done. I've done shows, I've done open mics, like and that kind of stuff. But like, it's kind of been. It felt like it was almost like controlled environments to a degree. But this one in Bowling Green is like I I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew who I was. You know, like it's not like I'm. You know, it's not like I saw a bunch of people go like, oh, I saw your special on YouTube. No, you didn't, because there's only two hundred people that saw it. So yeah, you know, you're not one of them. Um, but so it's like that risk of oh man, am I gonna be? Am I gonna be okay here? And you know, it it, it felt like a. It, I don't know. It was like the first time I left a group, like I left a show going they actually like my stuff and I yes. felt validated. And <laughs> so it was good. Yeah. But. Getting yourself out of your comfort zone is so important. Yeah. It's like vital to getting better. And, uh, the advice I give to people when they're like, I want to try a comedy. I'm like, don't let anyone that you know or love come see you until like you're, you're confident on stage. Cause a lot of people bring their friends and family right off the bat. And it's like, 
uh, one, you're, you know, you're the worst you're ever going to be because you don't know what you're doing. You just, that's just how it goes. And to save it for when you're like, oh, I, I think I've got this and then show them how hard you, this is what I've been working on. This is why I've been running around like a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's scary, but I love, that's what it's, it's the only adrenaline rush that, uh, dorks like me can chase. <laughs> you know, it's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, people, if people want to connect with you, man, where, how do they find you? Tell me, um, uh, Steven Rogers comedy, uh, on, uh, all the social media and Steven Rogers comedy.com. All my dates are up there. I'm, I'll be running around trying to get ready for October. So come see me. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And the special YouTube, uh, before he was super. Yeah. All those links will be in the show notes. So you can go ahead and connect that way. But, uh, Steven, I really appreciate your time in. And Hey, if you're, if you ever come down to the booming comedy scene in West Virginia, uh, dude, hit me up. I'd love to. I'd love to come watch. Or, I mean, yeah, shameless, shameless plug. If you ever need somebody to open for you, but, um, hey, uh, if I'm uh, if I'm in the booming uh, scene of West Virginia, you're the only comic I'm aware of. <laughs> It'll be easy easy to uh, choose from. Well, awesome. Well, then I, I that's that's great. Just. Uh, <laughs> No, I'd be I'd be honored to throw you up. I would love to. I'd love to watch you. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, man. Um, well, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for thank, uh, thank you. Your, thank your cat for making me think you had a ghost. That was yeah. cool. And uh, you know, tell Caitlin I said hi. You know, we go way back since I've seen her twice. And yeah, she's ne- never I, met, never met I me. Will. So so. You're the Bobby she keeps bringing up. I was uh, wondering who it was. Yeah, I mean, I have that effect on people. So, <laughs> uh, Thanks for having me, Bobby. I appreciate it. All right, man. Well, well uh, you, yeah, man. You have a you have a good rest of your week, and uh, and looking forward to seeing your special in October or when it's done. I guess. So. Yeah, whenever it comes out, we'll do we'll do yeah. this again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. I'll talk right, to man. you soon, man. All right, bye. Later. All right. Well, that was my conversation with Stephen. Uh, such great insight such valuable uh, wisdom in regards to how you handle yourself on stage and how you handle yourself going forward in comedy, but also just really what he, um, I mean, just, I just love listening to what he was talking about. So uh, again, Stephen Rogers, uh, Stephen Rogers, comedy.com. Um, you can find him on all social media um, platforms. Um, like I said, the YouTube, there's a link in the show notes for his YouTube special, uh, Stephen Rogers, before he was special. Uh, and, of course, Dry Park Comedy, if you have that ability, look that up because he has, he's great. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that he's great, but I, I, I think he is. And I'm looking forward to what he has in store, especially for this next year, because uh, he has, he's, he's just, he's super funny. And um, I, I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity to interview him. So. With that, uh, this is this has been a great episode again. And um, so, what am I doing? So, um, I am well. Obviously, we just had the baby, and so I've taken a little bit of time off. I just we went to Bowling Green, did that show, and you guys heard about that already. Um, don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, but I booked my first show coming back off um, off of the leave. I guess you could call it. Uh, March 1st, I'll be at The Loft in Cumberland, Maryland. Um, 
go to my website, you'll be able to see more about that as more information is available. Um, booking some stuff hopefully soon in the West Virginia area. And then of course going to possibly going to Virginia to do some stuff there in May. Um, and yeah, just trying to see what can be, what can happen. So I'm looking forward to this year because now I'm putting a lot of effort into making this comedy stuff work, guys. And so any support you can give to me as I move forward, awesome. Uh, sharing and commenting and all that stuff about this podcast, helpful. Um, going on to my website and purchasing some merch, you know, helping with the process of paying for gas and things like that to get to shows because that's a big piece. I can't jump on airplanes on a regular basis, so got to be able to drive and get there. So um you know there's there's some big things in the works i really i was hoping to possibly record another special this year i'm not sure if that's going to happen but i would love for that to happen but i'm not sure if it's going to and so um i i've been working on some material and i feel like the material is solid but just rather not, whether or not i can get to a place of recording another special and having a, a solid audience there uh, to make it work, um, but finding the venue really to make a good solid audience, I think it's it's gonna take some time. So I gotta wait, but I believe I believe great things are coming. And so I thank you all for listening. I thank you for your support, your encouragement. Thank you, Stephen Rogers, for joining us. And if you listen because of Stephen, thank you for coming. And uh, hopefully you'll stick around and continue to be a part of this journey with me um, because it's a fun one. So with that. Um, that's it. I'm done taking up your time. I'm your host, Bobby Benavides. It's been taking up your time with Bobby Benavides. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.